Hello and welcome to a new podcast from the Mid-South family. I'm here with Mark Thunderdale and Stuart Roberts. How are you doing today, Mark? Uh, very well, thank you. Stu, how are you? Yeah, all good, mate. Enjoy the sunshine. Yes, it's very warm here. I think it's about 30 degrees in London, so I'm feeling a little bit sweaty in this little room doing this podcast. And even sweatier because I've not written a proper intro for this new podcast. So I'm now going to attempt to ad-lib an explanation about what we're doing. So some time ago, I thought to myself, what, would I, what do I like? I like watching wrestling. I like watching wrestling with my friends and I like talking about wrestling with my friends. Basically, what we're going to do, are, there's 10 wrestlers that Stu and Mark are not aware of that I'm going to read them out, read out to them momentarily. And then we're going to watch three of their matches that I've sort of picked with some sort of decision around it. Likely to be stuff that you guys may not have seen possibly one or two things and most of the stuff i've not seen or i certainly haven't seen for at least you know two or three years um so we're gonna talk we're gonna watch the matches off air talk about them on air hopefully you like it if you don't well we may not do it again so we'll see how it goes so are you interested in hearing who's on the list yes very much so yep so i want to hear after i've read the list out who you're who you'd most like to draw who you'd most like to be drawn out and also if there's any names on the list that you and not kind of not interested in or would rather move away from. And Mark, don't worry, the young bucks are not on the list. So oh, that's a shame. That's a shame. <laughs> I think you might be surprised at this because I've tried to I've tried to be not completely on my sort of taste and try and mix it up a little bit. So here we go. So, first of all, first name on the list, these are in no particular order, is Bruno Sammartino. The second name on the list is current Wondrous Stardom champion Saya Kamatani. Third on the list is Dr. Death Steve Williams. So a bit of Mid-South there for you. Next, AJ Styles. Then we've got Hiroshi Tanahashi, who's recently in the Forbidden Door pay-per-view main event. We've also got Mick Foley, and I highly recommend Mick Foley's new podcast, which is excellent. We've also got Kenny Omega, and then one I had to throw in, Manami Toyota. And also, um, as well, we've got Sting, one of Stu's favourites. And last but not least, to see if I can butcher this surname or not butcher it, Mitsuhuru Masawa is bringing up the, the final position on our list. So, um, Stu, why don't you go first? Are you thinking you want Sting here or what, is there any particular names that jump out of that that you'd like to see some more of their work? Uh, I don't profess to know a massive amount about the the Japanese wrestlers, so they, they piqued my curiosity. Um uh, I'll always go with Mick Foley. Uh, I just love his matches. Uh, AJ, uh, to be honest with you, I'm quite happy to steer away from Sting. Actually, oh, okay. Um, okay, yeah, yeah. Just, just you know, it's good to see, good to see some new stuff. I'll be interested if AJ comes out. What, uh, what, what matches you pick for AJ? Um, I, I, there's none. There's no names on that list that I wouldn't be interested in. Bruno, obviously, I'm not seeing much of Bruno San Martinez matches so from a nostalgic perspective quite like that but if I was asking to plumb for one I quite feel like Mick Foley today hmm interesting interesting how about you Mark so of that list AJ Styles and Mick Foley are two of my all-time favorite wrestlers and I've, I think I've seen most of their bigger stuff in each of the companies that worked for uh same goes for Sting really Kenny Omega uh when I, I subscribed to New Japan World um, after his series of matches with Okada, and I watched those three, but that was all I watched at the time, and I've seen his AEW stuff, so I'd be interested to see a bit more from him. Manami Toyota, um, regarded by a lot of people who've seen her stuff as one of the top three best wrestlers of all time, male or female, and I, I have to say I've only seen a handful of matches on YouTube in 
FMW compilation. She had a few matches against Megumi Kudo, but mostly tags that I have seen. So I'd like to see her sort of better regarded stuff. I assume you've chosen a decent three there. And, I hope uh, so, yeah. Bruno Sammartino, again, I've only seen a handful on as sort of DVD extras here and there, but I mean, he was he, he was the top guy for a very, very long time in WWE. Um, he, he sold out Madison Square Garden how many times? So uh, I, that's stuff I've never gone back and had a look at. So I, I think I'm going to be happy with, with whatever we get. Just interested to see how it ends up. All right. Now, hopefully... Can you now see um, a little... Ra- you should be able to see an internet window with random result on it. Can you see that? Yeah. Yep. Yep. This is not going to be... There's no big countdown here, unfortunately. This is not going to be a super dramatic moment. So I'm gonna, in 5, 4, 3, 2, 1, I'm going to click draw now. So 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. And who have we got? We've got Bruno Sammartino. Uh, how do you feel about that? Yeah, well, that's good for me. Yeah, like I said, I was interested in yeah. this. I guess you've got some MSG era stuff. Yeah, we have. So let's have a little bit of a rundown of, of Bruno. So Bruno Sammartino, Bruno Leopoldo Francesco Sammartino was born on October the 6th, 1935 and was an Italian-born American professional wrestler best known for his work with the World Wide Wrestling Federation. They held the WWF World Heavyweight Championship for more than 11 years across two reigns, the first of which is the longest single reign in the promotion's history at 2,803 days. And he is a two-time world champion in professional wrestling. So the first match that we've got is Bruno Sammartino versus Spirios Arion for the WWF Heavyweight Championship. And this match took place during Bruno's second reign atop of the uh, the Worldwide Wrestling Federation, as it's known then. San Martino and Arian had previously been tag team partners and held the WWWF United States tag titles, a championship I didn't know existed until I did some research for this. However, during Arian's second run with the company, he turned heel on Chief J Strongbow. Chief J Strongbow, easy for me to say, sided with Freddie Blassie and ended up attacking and beating down San Martino's then protege, Larry Zabisco. So this match was part of a three-match series in Madison Square Garden, and this took place on all on April the 14th. 1975 so right you should be able to see uh ring announcer looking at his cards can you see that yeah yep. also can hear an unsavory man on commentary as well so we're gonna we're gonna watch this without having to talk all the way through it so we can enjoy it properly and we'll be back in a few moments with our thoughts So Bruno won that match, which was a submission match. To give it, to give it its, its uh, full title, it was a Greek death match in 14 minutes and 11 seconds. Um, I wasn't really sure what to expect uh, when I sort of going to watch that. I watched a little bit of uh, Bruno Sammartino in a sort of fairly out of its state the day after he passed away when I was in a Mexican hospital after having my appendix removed. And I don't particularly have a lot of memories of that, really. So I wasn't really sure what to expect, but it's clear. I mean, the crowd, I thought, made this match. The crowd were into everything. It felt like a big fight feel. Um, the ring introduction, ring int- uh, ring announcer, ring introducer, what you want to call him, did a great job making it feel like a you know, this is a big-time event. He also called Arnold Scarland a nice guy. A great guy. Sorry, a great guy in his, his intros, which I thought was good. Um, 
Just a few quick points before I throw it over to the guys to see what they, they thought. Um, I thought some of Bruno's punches, as he's still laying into poor Arian now um, on his leg, I thought some of Arian's punches really reminded me of Bret Hart. And this was very much a kind of stand-up sort of brawl-type match with Bruno taking most of the offence. And that, in fact, um, he all should not be named. Vince, well, I've just named him. Vince Mann said during the match that... Um, it was 2,000% San Martino after two, which isn't mathematically possible. Um, I didn't think Arian was as good as San Martino on offence, um, but he wasn't on offence very much. He didn't really hurt the match. I thought this was, you know, solid for what it was. I'm, I'm, I think Bruno was probably better than I was I was expecting. I know it probably sounds maybe a little bit harsh, but he is 40 here. So um, while being 40 myself, 40 doesn't feel quite so old as when I used to think Hogan was about 100 years old when he was actually 40. Um Unfortunately, a lot of his 60s work just isn't isn't available. So I, I thought this was this was decent. I think this is, you know, if you've got 15 minutes to kill, this is worth a watch. And, and Bruno won with kind of like a sort of half crab up leg bar type thing. Uh, Mark, what did you make of this? Yeah, based on my what limited knowledge I have of San Martino and his prime, I was expecting a lot of punches and kicks. And I was like, when I heard the submission stipulation, I, I assumed it was going to end with a bear hug. So I was right about the punches and kicks. That was, I'd say, at least three quarters of the match going each way. Um, and they put a bear hog on quite early and the crowd went absolutely wild for it. I think it was one of his sort of patented offensive moves. And um, uh, uh, Spirius got out of it with a, um, a low blow, I believe. Um, it got to the end. I, I liked... Um, yeah, the, the intensity was there. They went back and forward a couple of times. And I liked how the finish uh, worked out. It was Spurious um, took a chance, basically. After all the um, all the brawling, he took a chance and went up to the top rope for a top rope knee drop, which he missed. And I thought that was a risky move to start with because the ropes were so loose. I wouldn't fancy my chances on standing yeah, on the top really, rope. Yeah, they were really It looked like they were going to collapse when he was up there, didn't they? Yeah. Um, so he missed the knee drop, went knee first, and and it, it was logical. Bruno then, um, his previous submission moves were the bear hug and the chin lock. He immediately grabbed the leg and went into that sort of half Austin Crab, and um, and that was the finish. So I quite liked how it all came together at the end. I mean, I was thinking about doing sort of our usual Mid-South moment sort of rate, uh, sort of rating system, but I, I said it is a little bit difficult from the really super historic stuff. But I think it for, for historical purposes, if you want to kind of see Bruno San Martino perhaps towards the back end of his prime and some of some of the some of the stuff that he he could do in the ring and how over it is, I probably would go low recommend for this. But what do you think, Mark? Um yeah, it was certainly like like you said, if you've got 15 minutes and you want to watch one of the greatest world champions in history. This would certainly not be a bad uh, place to start. Um, yeah, I'd, I'd, it's headed towards the recommended territory, I'd say. Yeah. Stu, what did you think of this? <clears throat> so, uh, yeah, I, well, I, I was a bit curious why why, um, why Scarland stayed stayed out, but Blassie went to the back. So that, that was a bit of a, a strange thing, given Blassie was giving it large at the start. So, I suspect um, Blassie's probably got previous, hasn't he? So... Um, I, I, I felt very much that it had a big feel fight about it. I like the fact it had all the photographers around the ring. You know, it was like it had that big, that big match feel. Um, you could feel, uh, you could certainly feel like, like they hated each other the way they went at it. I mean, it wasn't a, it wasn't a wrestling match per se, was it? This was just a, a, a brawl with a, with a couple of 
Uh, a couple of wrestling moves just just thrown in. Hot crowd, but you'd expect that from Madison Square Garden, especially with Bruno. Um, I, I picked. I don't know whether you guys picked it up. Like he halfway through the match, he sort of like put in a sort of like a. I wouldn't say he locked in a proper camel clutch, but it was a camel clutch type, camel clutch type move. But it was. But Vince called it a Boston crab or a Boston crab type. So uh, very similar to a Boston crab type. Yeah, mm. yeah. So I mean, it's it not a shot. Nothing that, like a Boston crab. No, it's not a shot that Vince doesn't know moves, is it? Really, like yeah, thinking about yeah. it. So, uh, but you can feel the hay. Uh, I like the use of the ropes to to choke Bruno out. Um, yeah, uh, love the atomic drop. Thought that was pretty, <laughs> pretty, pretty epic atomic drop um, by Arion. Uh, obviously, then he missed a big knee drop. Um, but yeah, it was. Uh, I wasn't sure whether it was a half Boston crab because he wasn't right over for a Boston crab. So I think no. it as a bit of a leg wrench was, but he had it, he had it taught anyway, didn't he? You could see the muscles in his leg being, uh, being stretched out. So um, it was a good brawl. It was a red hot crowd, which like, like you said, Stephen really made it. Um, so yeah, worth the watch. Probably if I was giving it a rating, I'd probably give it three stars, something like that. A bit of the middle of the road. There wasn't, it was just a brawl, wasn't it? Really? But, yeah, it was. I think but, historically it's interesting. But there's, yeah, historically it's interesting. I don't think it was. It wasn't terrible. Like it was. No. I thought Bruno's Bruno's offense was was, was yeah, completely yeah. solid, wasn't it? And legitimate. Yeah, yeah. I thought. Yeah. Um, good stuff. So next up, we've got Bruno San Martino. Um, these are all Madison Square Garden. Bruno San Martino versus Stan Hansen for the WWF Heavyweight Title. And this match was four months after the infamous situation where Bruno had had his neck broken at the hands of a bot handsome body slam and this was august the 7th 1976 the gentleman can you see this on my screen now madison square garden august 7th 1976 yeah yeah good stuff right, let's hit play and we'll hear, ten what, days, we'll hear the ten first days before i was born that is it actually 76 crikey i forgot you boys were 70s uh boys aren't you let's hear this guy talk about the rules Pathetic. Or over the top. The referee for the match, John Stanley, will be outside the ring. He will open the door. The wrestler that wins the match will be able to walk out the door or over the top. These are the only ways. Nothing that happens inside the ring will count in the way of a pinfall. What do you both think about the who can escape the best? cage match rules while we look at this intro i always hated it yes good yeah me too i just think it's it's just a bit of a joke really what, what do you one think who stands top at Sorry, the right end is the guy that managed to run away especially the door rule i i, I could kind of get behind the escape the cage over the top because at least there's some athleticism to that but going through the door it's like it looks, very small, it looks a very small cage as well. It's not very high at all, is it? Shu, what, what do you think of the old WWF cage rules? I hate the leaving the door route. Yeah. Hate it. I can live with going over the top because I, I, I can, but the, the door is just, uh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's interesting because I remember Warrior and Rick Rude was about the first cage match I can remember at the time it actually happening. But they had pinfalls in that. But then when you got old tapes of WWF stuff, it was always escape the cage rules rather than uh, rather than else. Right, we'll we'll be back very very shortly when we've watched this match between Hanson and Bruno Sammartino. Martino. 
So at 10 minutes 45 seconds, San Martino just beat down Hansen to the point he couldn't move. He just walked out the door. And the crowd absolutely loved it. So, I mean, yeah, this was, this was some, some match again. I mean, I, I, going back right to the start, small championship belts seemed to be a thing back then because both the NWA world title and the WWF, that extra W, I'm not surprised I got rid of that, belts were very small. Um, this is also the Stan Hansen with dyed blonde hair and beard as well, which obviously, I, you know, wasn't like he was later on in his career with the, the dark locks. Um I just thought there's a, a few things I just wanted to pick out about this that I wondered what percentage of people thought this was real and how that impacted on their thoughts of San Martino. And, th and this is a reaction to this guy, which is, for me, possibly higher than Steve Austin's in reaction uh, reactions got. I think Austin's big reaction was the pop when he came out, which is like out worldly. But this, this is a guy in San Martino that was there pretty much every single month and had been so for 13 years at this point. And he's still getting that reaction. And you think of Hogan's key run in the WWF. What's that? 84 to what? 91, 92. I mean, this is, this is over on a completely different level. And actually to be able to see this, I, I think is, is quite something um, as well. I thought San Martino doesn't do a lot, but what he does do, I feel like he does with a lot of intensity. It's like, he, there's no holes in his work. Like he's, you know, there was no rest holds or anything particularly. It only went 11 minutes, but it didn't need to go any longer than that. And I like that a lot. You know, a lot of modern wrestling goes a, goes a long, long time. So again, I, I like this. I, I thought this was this this was pretty good fun. Shu, what did you make of uh, San Martino and Hanson here? Yeah, I <sighs> electric was the crowd, wasn't it? I mean, it wasn't yeah. just there was no lulls in it, was there at all? It was it was just electric crowd for the whole 10, 11 minutes, and actually. That match felt longer than, than I was surprised when you said it was only 10 minutes, actually, because I was right, really invested in it. Again, you could feel the uh, the animosity between the two, if you know what I mean. It, mm. you, you felt that come across in the in the match. Um, again, the crowd made it for me. Absolutely. It was, you know, probably another one of those very similar to the match that we, we just watched. It was a brawl, which is what it needed to be. Uh, a couple of things I picked out. I love the deliberate, deliberate eye poke from San Martino. Very, uh, very methodical mm. and measured. Um, mule kick to the gut. I like that as as well. Again, you'll just see I've changed my name on my Zoom profile. It's not a. It's it's a camel clutch. It's not a Boston crab. Stuart's used the adult rated eighteen version of that. But, you, uh, you think? It, uh, <laughs> you, you think? I mean, what what was that previous match? Was that seventy four? 70, 75, 75 was the first one. 75. So he's, yeah. had, he's had 15 months to uh, to to get his head around what is a uh, what is a Boston Crab or what is a Camel Crush. Uh, uh, yeah, just great, great you to the ropes. Um, uh, what else did I pick? Oh, I love the, uh, the the brutal groin shot. Yep, uh, uh, I certainly felt that when that went down. Um, and I, what I really liked was 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 Hansen's desperation towards the end of that match. He, he almost reminded me a bit of like a fly caught in a spider's web when he was just mm. like all through the ropes and things like that. But the way, um, you know, there's never any doubt who was going to win, but the, the nonchalant way that he just looked back and walked through the, uh, where Bruno looked back and just walked through the door, I think was just a, I, I, I don't like the door exit from a cage match, but I think probably in this case it was quite appropriate actually because he just looked back at the carnage he'd created and just thought, yeah, yeah off I go. Thank you I've very much. I've done you and off I go. I, I like yeah. that a lot. Yeah. Mark, what did you think of this one? Yeah, like you alluded to, Steve, the, the crowd was was great um in in 
the previous match and this one, we can hear the crowd react to Bruno before we actually see him. I, I like that. Um, he comes out and then they, they enjoyed uh, what he was doing in the ring. There was a massive um, increase in crowd noise. They popped when he avoided Stan Hansen's lariat, which is his big famous move, uh, I think. Bruno ducked and hit a kick to the gut to get away, get out of that one. Um, uh, there was uh, Hansen was bleeding towards the end there. I think uh, Steve spotted it before Vince McMahon did on commentary. Mm-hmm. And uh, again, the crowd noise increased noticeably um, when he was bleeding and he did the thing heels do where he walked around all four sides of the ring so everyone could see it. Yeah, those bloodthirsty uh, New Yorkers loved it. And they also loved yeah. Bruno smashing him with the most blatant low blow, right? And it looked very brutal low blow as yeah. well, didn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Um, it, my only minor complaint, I could have maybe done with another false finish or two. I mean, he, he beat him down and then he walked out. There wasn't really, other than Hansen made a half-hearted attempt at the door at one point and uh, attempt at climbing over. But um, yeah, like Stu said, the, the winner wasn't massively in doubt. Um I did see, I just did a quick Google while we were talking and um, Hansen against San Martino was Pro Wrestling Illustrated's match of the year in 1976 on June 25th. So that must have been their previous match. Interesting. I think maybe, was that, I don't know, no, that can't have been the one that where he broke his neck. It must have been a, the first, because I think the, the usual the way they would do it is, as I understand it, would be the cage match would be towards the end. So this would be like, because they'd obviously yeah. have to try and do this, do a series of matches more than once. And I think quite a lot of times, Bruno's end of feud was beaten down and walk out the door and that was it. And then yeah. like so, so completely finished. Cause I think maybe Vince senior thought that was a more conclusive way to end the feud than um, just a pinfall, but yeah, good, good fun. I thought as well, any more comments on this one, gents, before we got onto our third and final contest? No, I, I right. Enjoyed it. It was, um, yeah, I just, I, I perhaps would have liked another three, four minutes, but, um, but the intensity was, uh, was there and, uh, and everything it should, be so yeah yeah definitely mark anything more on this one no no it was odd to see stan hansen with the platinum blonde he-man hairstyle and i've never seen that look on him before it was a bit he-man was it was he-man's real name adam something yeah he was a prince was it just prince adam prince adam wasn't it prince adam that was it yeah right our third match and final match and i look look back at Bruno Sammartino, is Bruno Sammartino versus superstar Billy Graham from October the 23rd, 1978, again in Madison Square Garden. And this match took place some eight months after Graham had dropped the title to Bob Backlund and was right towards the end of his run with the WWF, as in 1979, he wouldn't work that many matches across tours of Japan and shots in Memphis. So Bruno is is kind of, I believe he's working a bit of a less of a schedule at this point. And obviously after the end of his uh, world title run. Um, and here we go. Once WWE Network decides to actually load up, hopefully we'll uh, we'll hear the start of this match. Star Billy Graham. I'm not and sure Graham's um, jacket and orange trousers quite match there. Really. The upper arm measuring some 22 inches in circumference. Just listen to that crowd for Bruno. For Bruno Sammartino. And everyone, that's the Perm Bruno. Not, this awesome. is the same San Martino that yes, we saw Bruno. six months ago here in Madison Square Garden. Superstar Bruno oh, wow. says there ain't no way. <laughs> I think Greece was released in 1978. Well, <laughs> right, we'll be back at the end of this match to talk about what we think of it. Bruno San Martino, who sought to avenge the wrongdoing done to him in Baltimore, Maryland, when Superstar Prince San Martino. Just let's sit here, think the, the official announcement. Of the ring ropes, he had his. Feet on the ring ropes, as was 
That was the way that superstar won the championship from Bruno Sammartino. Ladies and gentlemen, the time, 12 minutes, 24 seconds. Referee John Stanley has ruled superstar Billy Graham unable to continue due to facial lacerations. <laughs> he awards the decision to Bruno Sammartino. Um, talk about saving the worst till last. Um, I thought that was pretty poor until about the last four minutes, maybe less than that, about three minutes. But I, I don't know whether that was, whether it was, I, I suspect it might have been Graham actually, because I, I think San Martino is probably still a very good engine at this point. But it was just a lot of, lot of bear hugs and rest holes and a leg lock on the floor for ages. Um, Vince on commentary talked about um, San Martino hadn't been around for a while, but Cage Match reckoned that um, he had a match in MSG about two months before this, but hadn't been around for a year now. Cage Match is not always the most infallible things. But yeah, that was a referee stoppage and win for San Martino in 12 minutes and 20 seconds and not a stellar one, I would say. Um, Mark, over to you first. What did you think of this uh, of this one? Yeah, I felt like um, it never really got going. There was constant rope breaks from Billy Graham, so when Bruno sort of started a bit of attacking and offense, it then had to stop and they had to get going again each time. Um, I want to start with the perm. Um, <laughs> I mean, Bruno was always sort of all business, no thrills, nothing spectacular and all that. I'd, I'd love to know how, how it came about, whether someone said, I'll tell you what I'd look good on you, Bruno. <laughs> or, <laughs> or what? He, he looked a bit like a dinner lady, I remember, from my primary Yeah, school. what was that conversation uh, and who was it with? I want to know. Yeah. Exactly, exactly. Um, I enjoyed one part uh, we overheard into the uh, microphones at ringside as Billy Graham um, had Bruno in a hold. He shouted at one of the ringside photographers, put that one on the cover. I enjoyed that. Mm. Um, yeah, the, the match was what it was. Um, at one point, Bruno worked on uh, Superstar's left knee for a while, and I was hoping he'd put on a Boston Crab just to hear what Vince McMahon would call it. Uh, we didn't get that, though. And, um, yeah, there was a spot where a bear hug was reversed. We see them broken all the time, but rarely a guy pops out of it and puts one on of his own. Uh, that was... A, a rare high spot, and um, yeah, like like the previous match, the crowd the crowd heat increased once uh, one guy started bleeding. Obviously, Billy Graham uh, lost a bit of blood during it, and um, well, if if matches ended due to too much blood loss all the time as a rule in wrestling, um, people like Ric Flair would have had very different careers. Mm, indeed, Shu, what do you think? Yeah. Uh... Not too dissimilar, really, to what you guys said. I th thought it was uh, a lot of rest holds, very slow to get going. Um, I did like the banter with the uh, photographer. That was that was quite good. Um, I thought it was a, a, a quite a brutal big knee to the uh, to the turnbuckle, um, and yeah, there was a test of strength which went on for God, must have been about two two minutes, which was a bit dull, really. Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, out of the three, probably the uh, the weaker of the three. I mean, I was looking at. I mean, Superstar Billy Graham was only thirty five at that time. Wow, he looked much older, didn't he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So you'd, you'd expect him to have a bit more of an engine, really, wouldn't you? In that in in that respect, but I think that's um, fast life, a lot of chemicals. Yeah, physique so, wasn't built for uh, longevity, was it? No, no, yeah, no, no, no. So, um, 
yeah, there's probably really not a lot to say. It was a little bit, a little bit dull out. The, the probably, probably the weaker of the three matches. Yeah. But then yeah. I, I just had a quick flick through it. He, he, um, uh, San Martino did did fight against Ken Patera a couple of months earlier, which is maybe what you was referring to. Yeah, um, I think that was the one before this, wasn't it? Yeah. And I think with I think with anything, when you go when you're away for so long, the the crowds naturally evolve. They move on, don't they, to other people and stuff like that. So maybe. That's why they probably weren't. I mean, the last two three minutes they were they were red hot. But when you compare to their, his previous matches from seventy five and seventy six, they were hot from the start, weren't they? Yeah. So you know they, they may have moved on to to in inverted commas new heroes uh, in that respect, which is my way maybe why it felt a little bit flat. But yeah, yeah, it's a shame really because that that was the weaker of the lot, and I would really like to see some stuff of his from his from the sixties. But I guess the footage just there's a few title switches and things at the end of those. But yeah. I don't even think that I don't even think the type the actual footage. I'm not sure if the footage with audio. I think there's some funny footage around that's got separate recorded audio of the title his first title loss um is floating around but there's just not much stuff in the 60s but i thought it was a really interesting look back of someone that's obviously you know the the, the big legend you know before our era really and the kind of last really big i mean it wasn't the last territorial champion in that promotion certainly because there were other people before that and backland was around the time where um, you know, thinking about the national national expansion and when Hogan came in, but San Martino was kind of like the last sh- sort of superstar, I suppose, of the era before Hogan. But I thought it was really good. I was impressed with Bruno, um, certainly in the first two matches, and the, and the fire at the end of the grand match was really really good. I'm um, sure. Any final thoughts on, on on our man at the moment, Bruno San Martino? No, I've uh, I've enjoyed yeah, I enjoyed watching those matches. Like you say, I haven't seen a lot of this stuff, so it's nice to uh, it's nice to dip in and stuff like that. Um, yeah, um, but I think yeah, just a shame that last match was a little bit, a, a little bit on the weaker side. But the first two were, were red hot, and I really enjoyed them. Yeah, good stuff, Mark. Yeah, much like you said, Steve. Um, we we saw there a guy who was still very popular with that crowd, but he was, I think, his prime years were a bit before that. And I, I'd love to see some footage of that. I think it'd be, it'd be even more interesting. Yeah, definitely. Well, we hope you've enjoyed this uh, look back at Bruno San Martino, and I'm sure we'll be back in some form or fashion with another one of these three from. So thank you very much for listening, and until the next time, we shall speak to you again soon.